morning. Praise Jesus. Well, during worship, I mean, God is moving already, right? Waymaker, promise keeper, dark, was it dark lighter, light darker, whatever it is. Anyway, I mean, the thing that got me was the promise keeper because that's a covenant maker, right? And that's what we've been talking about all weekend is covenant. And we're here to give you a prophetic message this morning. So we're excited. Let's pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we ask that your spirit would be loosed upon this place today, even in a greater measure than what we've already seen this morning, Lord God, that you would touch our hearts in a way that we have never been touched before. Lord God, that you would soften our hearts, give us that heart of flesh that Pastor talked about, that we can absorb the word of God this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here, Lord. You are welcome. We welcome you. We honor you. We welcome you. Thank you, Jesus. Come, Lord, and pour upon us this day. Pour upon our hearts, our minds. Renew our minds. Strengthen our hands for battle. Thank you, Father. Teach us your ways, Lord. Speak directly to our hearts. Holy Spirit, we give you permission to go to the recess of our heart and to show us anything that you want to, to set us free. If there's a hook that the enemy can connect to, Lord, your Holy Spirit's going to reveal it to us, and we're going to get rid of it Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going we're gonna to annihilate it in yes. Jesus' Amen. name, that there's no connection only to the Father. Thank you, Father. Only to the Father. And, Lord, we thank you that we can enter in to the Holy of Holies because of the blood of the Lamb. Thank you, and Father. And that we sit in high places. Amen. That you, we Father. are uh, kings. We are kings and ambassadors for you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are kings, the Lord says. You are kings. You are princesses. You are ambassadors for my kingdom. And that I want you to know who you are and the power of my might and the flow of my spirit and my will for your life, my will for your life. Lord, we we receive your will, not our will. Your will be done in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, and by his blood, his blood that brings life in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I had like this image this morning, and it was... um, it was like I saw, it was, it was more of an image than it was a vision, but it was like um, Jesus was like behind the, in the Holy of Holies, and there was just this white covering, like kind of like the satin on these chairs, and he opened the, the covering, and he looked out, and he smiled, and it was like, come on in. And so I, I went on through and there were all these gifts. There were different size packages. They were all different colors. Some were purple, some were red, some were big, some were small. And he was like, take these gifts and pass them out. Amen. And give them out and give them out and Amen. give them out. Amen. And it was Amen. like they just were endless. And then it was like they were falling from the sky. Amen. So those gifts are ours. Those gifts are ours to take. And those gifts are ours to take and give and give and give. Amen. And so it was, like, so beautiful. And then I saw, like, the the blood of of Jesus, but his blood was, like, bubbling, like a volcano, like lava would bubble. And it was, like, that's what he wants us to know, that his love is power, blood. His love and blood are the same, and it's power. It's power. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. You know, this whole weekend has been an awesome experience. And it's not only because we've been able to minister to you guys, but the fact is, is now we have new friends, new family, that when we go home, we pray for you. We will continue to pray for you. And please continue to pray for us because that's what the body of Christ does is we make friends and family. 
and we appreciate being able to come here. We thank Pastor and uh, his wife for allowing us to come, and uh, Roberto and Delia for being part of that invitation, and we just give praise to God Amen. that he's allowed us to be here Amen. because we can build that relationship. And, you know, as we said that this morning, we're bringing a prophetic word. Well, what does that mean? It means that it's something that's going to be imparted to you that's going to activate something. Amen. It's going to activate something in your spirit that maybe has been dormant for a while. Maybe there's a promise that you've had from the Lord that you're waiting for that promise to come to pass. Well, today's the day. Amen. Today's the day to accept that gift Amen. that he has been waiting to give you. He's waiting to give it to us. We just need to take it. And sometimes we don't think we're worthy. Sometimes we think that because of our sin that he doesn't want to give it to us. But he did not send, God the Father did not send his son to die on the cross for, to not give you the gift. I mean, can you imagine the ultimate sacrifice and then he holds back from no you? Way. Does that make any sense at all? No way. No way. He's here to give it all to you. Amen. And in Psalm 78.1, we love this scripture. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which I have heard and known. And our fathers have told us, we will not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children, that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. Do you know if you look what's going on in our nation, whether you are political or who you like or who you don't like is not the issue. What is the issue is the spirit of God is coming against the devil in our nation right now, whether you see it or not. I mean, can you imagine what the enemy is, is scared to death because we believe that abortion is going to be gone from this country. Now, that sounds really hard to believe because of all the attacks, but I'm telling you, we have never had this kind of move of God in this country since abortion first started. And it has nothing to do with the message other than the fact to listen up to what God is doing. Yeah, because it does have, it's the generations to come and, and why the spirit that is upon this earth, the spirit of, of Baal, the spirit of Molech, do you know that in Rome, I don't know if they still have it there, but they had an exhibition in front of um, the Colosseum that was a statue of Molech. And they're saying it is, it's fine art. It doesn't mean anything. No Christians died in this Colosseum. That's a lie. Blood is crying forth. The saints and the martyrs of the past, their blood is crying for righteousness to be established upon this earth. And the spirit of Molech will not reign in our nation. Amen. And the spirit of Baal will not take our children Amen. and our children's children. Amen. So the, those innocent children, that blood that has been uh, literally sacrificed by our nation, God is calling us to come back to a holy, righteous way of living. Amen. And not to have uh, double-minded. So we, we stand here today in the grace of God. Because of the blood of Jesus, we can tell you with authority what we're saying. Because it's not our words, it's God's words. Amen. And that Jesus took desolation, a dead marriage, a marriage of abuse, adultery, abandonment... And he turned it into something that wasn't dead anymore because of his blood. Amen. And he brought life. Amen. And he brought forgiveness that no man could give. How do you forgive those things? How do, how do you forgive the things that have happened in your life? Only by the grace of God. Amen. And so t today, what is being imparted is activation of the blood of Jesus in your life, that you will see the promise of covenant, the promise that God has for you as God's people, that it will not be held back, that you will see the time of bondage broken Amen. in your life, Amen. and that you will go into the promise Amen. that God has given you. Amen. This is from God. This Amen. is not 
our words. This is God's words. Amen. And it, it is his heart. And as we were praising God, and I thought, of, I thought of our church at home, our son, our pastor, that they're having a service now. And I was like, Lord, do what you want to do in Colorado right now. And it was like, do you, can you imagine every church in the U.S. that's praising right now, if there was the unity that God wants to have in this nation, the power that would happen? Amen. Unity in the body, not denomination, not culture, but unity. And Amen. I just saw it was the Lord was saying, this is coming. The unity of the body is coming. So Amen. be prepared, Amen. because signs and wonders that we've never seen will happen before Amen. our eyes. Amen. So be prepared. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. You know, we go back to the book of Nehemiah, and we, we can see how the enemy came into the, to that city through the holes in that wall, and why Nehemiah was given that commandment to rebuild that wall, and that's what God is telling us now, is to rebuild the wall around the church around our nation, around our families. Don't allow these holes in the wall to bring in the things of the world. Amen. You know, we're in the world, right? But we're not of the world. We need to understand that. And we need to be able to speak up what God has given us. Amen. Not be afraid. Not be afraid of your jobs, of whatever. I mean, I, I'm a retired police officer from Denver. When I was a cop, I praised God just like I do now. I told people about Jesus. I told people that God healed my marriage, that God delivered me from adultery. I mean, can you imagine? These guys are like going, whoa, keep this guy away from me. He's crazy. You know, but you know what? God moved in that situation. And even when I retired, I remember we had our little get-together, little cake and coffee so I could get the heck out. And anyway... But I remember that, and I remember that people would come up, sergeants, lieutenants, uh, managers of safety came up and said, he's going to go serve God now full time. I mean, and I'm like sitting there going, wow, they got the message. They understood. They figured it out finally that that's what it's all about. Because you are an image of Christ on the earth. And as you speak out God's word, people are going to listen. Yeah, there's going to be persecution. There's going to be people that run away from you. So What? I mean, God has called us to rebuild this wall. It says, therefore, I position men behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings, and I set the people according to their families with swords and their spears, okay, and their bows. And I looked and arose and said to them, the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Amen. In verse 17, those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that one hand they worked with construction and the other hand they held a weapon. You know, we got to stop being a, a sissy church. We are not a sissy church. We are an army. We hold the weapons of our warfare, and they are not carnal, right? What the Bible says. They're not carnal for the pulling down of strongholds. They're mighty. They're mighty. mighty. Every one of the builders had his sword girded by his side, and he built. And the one who sounded the trumpet was beside me. Let's sound the trumpet. We're sounded the trumpet today. We sounded, sounded the trumpet this weekend for covenant marriage, for belief that marriages can be healed no matter where they've been, no matter where they are coming from or where they're going. Jesus is here to heal those marriages because that's what he wants, is the image of Christ on the earth to be strong. And we just come against any Amen. amount of shame Amen. right Amen. now that the enemy Amen. has tried to put into Amen. your lives in Amen. the name of Jesus. Because you know what? Amen. Shame from your past sin will destroy you. Amen. So get rid of it right now in the name of Jesus. We Jesus. put the blood over that shame right now with the power of the blood of Jesus. And we speak forth those warriors to rise up in the name of Jesus. That, that in Hebrew is, I am the God that heals thee. Ani Adonai Rafeka, I am the God that heals thee. Amen. He is the God that restores. He is the God that heals. 
He is a God that takes away the shame, and he says, hold your head up high. And I know the accuser is here today because the accuser doesn't just stand outside the doors. He comes into the body, and he tries to accuse us daily. He goes before the throne of God, and he accuses God's saints. That's what the word of God says. The most noble man in the Bible, Job, he was a fearing, upright man. And uh, the enemy saw that, and he went before the, the throne and accused. Do you think that if Satan accused a noble man, he's going to accuse you if you have sin in your life, and he's going to magnify it? Because I felt it today. There's people in here that their sin that has been um, like a habitual sin, something you can't break free of that keeps happening over and over and over, and Satan's are, oh, you better be afraid. You better be in shame. You better, you know, hide your face. But you know what Jesus is saying to you today? He's saying, lift your head up high. Lift your head up high and look into the heavens because I am setting you free this day. That no more will you have that repetitive sin in your life. No more will that enemy have that hook that makes you feel that you can't enter into the fullness of what God has for you. In the name of Jesus, we come Jesus. against that stronghold you, that Father. is attacking you, um, your people in this room. You, there Father. are people that have been attacked, you, and we stand in the gap right now, and we say in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, be broken from them. Renew their minds, set them free, and let them see who they are. Let them see who they are in Jesus. In Christ Jesus, we are more Thank than you, conquerors. You, Receive Jesus. it. Don't believe you, a lie. Jesus. Don't believe Thank a lie. You, and if we're not going to praise what God is doing, then out in those rocks, they're going to start screaming. Amen. We're going to praise Amen. you, Jesus. Amen. We're going to praise you, Jesus, because you're doing something that no man can do. In the name of Jesus, we praise you, Lord. Praise him because he's setting your heart free. And maybe you think this is nonsense. Oh, this is nonsense. Well, God's going to turn that nonsense into truth in your life. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Praise Thank him. You, Father. Praise him. Thank How you, can we Hallelujah, stay Jesus. silent? How can Hallelujah, we stay Jesus. silent? We praise oh, you. Praise him with your voice. Why don't we hear the praise and the sounding of the pulling down the walls? Praise him. We need to hear that sound right now because we're fighting against life and death. Praise you, Jesus. Let's tear down that wall right now. Tear down Praise that you, wall Jesus. in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we tear down that wall that's coming against families in this church. Right now, at the power of the blood, we tear down that wall that's coming against the powers in this city. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke that principality over this city right now. In the name of Jesus, we command it to fall by the power of God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, praise him right now. Praise him right now. Praise him right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Jesus. Thank you, Father. You know the Holy weapons Spirit. of our warfare. Thank you, Jesus. The, the way you, the Jesus. enemy has come Praise against you, you Jesus. God wants you to turn that sin, that sin that had affected you, afflicted you, he wants you to turn that against the devil. He wants you to turn that against the devil. You know, when we started giving our testimony, the enemy came hard against us. I mean, I remember times, the first times we gave our testimony about our marriage being healed, my wife would get a fever. She would get a high fever because the enemy says, I'm not letting them talk. I'm not letting them put that out there. Well, you know what? We fought them and we defeated them, and we're going to continue to fight them and defeat them. Just like this scripture says, fight for your wives and your husbands and your homes. How Dare the devil think that he can rip off Christians' marriages. In the name of Jesus, we come against that. How dare him try to steal our children to drugs, to all the things that the world puts in. We have to stand and fight. If you don't stand and fight, you will be defeated. But we need to fight, and we can fight by the power of God, by the power of God, by the power of God. Thank you, Jesus, and thank you, Jesus. And you know what? We are not a weak church. We are not a weak church. God has promises out there for us. He's, he's given us promises, and you know what? Sometimes we just don't receive them. It's just like Stephanie said, the image that she had this morning about giving the gifts 
giving them out. He wants you to take those gifts. You guys all know this story about the, the, the widow's plea. Okay, this is probably nothing you haven't heard before. 2 Kings 4, 1 through 7, it says, A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elijah, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, and the creditors are coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. I mean, that's what happened. When you didn't have any money, you were in big trouble. The, the creditors would come. Can you imagine not being able to make your house payment and the guy at the bank shows up and says, give me your kids. You know, you can't make your house payment. That's exactly what this is. And put him into slavery. Put him into slavery. So Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And this is what we always say. And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. How many times have you said that? We don't have anything. I don't have anything to give. I, I'm, I'm done. I don't have, I got a nickel left. And That's, you're asking me to give something? You're asking me to give something, Lord, of myself when I'm under attack? When I, I'm maybe somebody that's fighting cancer or their their children are on drugs or their husband's in adultery and the the lord sends a prophet to say give and we feel a deficit but the key there was all i have is a jar of oil do you know that we have a jar of oil and it's called the holy spirit Amen. and that holy spirit is is something that can be released and we think we have nothing we have something we always have something. Yes, yes. We have something. We have something. Say it. We have something. We have something. Amen. We do have something. Amen. But the enemy will make you feel less than. He'll make you feel so inadequate that you can't even get your head off of the pillow. And the Lord is saying today, you have something. You have something. You have that oil of gladness that only the Holy Spirit can bring. And out of that comes abundance in every area of our life. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's go on with the story. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. Then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons will live on the rest. Well, can you imagine, you know, who knows why there was no more vessels? Did they just give up? Did they stop bringing in the vessels? Was it their measure of faith to bring in 10 vessels instead of 20 vessels? We don't know, but I'm going to tell you what we think. We think that they would have gotten as much oil as they wanted for the whole town if they would have kept looking for vessels, right? If you would have kept believing for those vessels, and that's what we have to do in our marriages, in our lives, in our families, is don't, don't settle for 10 vessels. Let's go for 20. Let's go for 50. Let's be able to, to finance the city, finance not only this church, but other churches. I mean, finance, being able to, if somebody comes in this door and they say, man, I don't have my house payment. We got it. We got it. We can give it to you because our vessels are full. We did not give up at 10 vessels. We went for 100 vessels, and the Lord's going to fill them. That's the point. The measure of your faith is what the Lord is going to fill. Amen? Do you believe it? Tell me. Okay, I want to see your hands if you believe that. If you believe that. There's a couple of you that don't believe it. That's okay. Now, how don't you don't believe it? It's right here in God's Word. It tells you that. Amen. Amen. I, I just have to tell you a story from years ago, and uh, our 29-year-old at the time, he was just like 15 months, and I ended up like falling down the stairs and breaking my leg, and like my bone was like actually like protruding out of my leg, and my son, my 14-year-old is like carrying me up the stairs and calls dad, Joe, to come home, take mom to the hospital. On the way to the hospital, we're praying healing. We're praying healing. 
And I only had a measure of faith. And I was like, no bolts, no screws, no bolts, no screws. <laughs> you know, that's all I had the faith for because I knew it was broken. Why, why didn't I go all the way? And w when we got to the um, hospital, it turned out that I didn't have to have any surgeries and that bone back went back in straight. I had a cast, but you know what? I wouldn't even have had that cast if I would have kept believing. I, I should have said, no breaks, Lord. No breaks. Put it back together. But it was like where I stopped, he stopped. Amen. And, he, and he showed me that. Because many times we stop before God has the breakthrough for us. We give up. We faint. Faint not. Because the breakthrough's coming. And you may feel like you're at the end of your rope. But the breakthrough's coming. And the biggest attack comes before the dawn. And we have to know that. And we have to keep pressing through. Keep Amen. pressing through Amen. until we see it. And Amen. I just have to tell another testimony Amen. of our, our son um, now who is 40 years old. And at the time, from age 13 to mid-30s, he was away from the Lord. And he blamed us, and rightfully so, because we wounded him with our example. And he had unforgiveness in his heart that he wouldn't let go of. And it, we saw it devastating his life, even though we repented to him over and over again. There was no acceptance of that forgiveness. And um, we would travel still, and we would give our testimony, even though some people said, you know, you can't even be in the pulpit because your house isn't in order. And we're like, it's in order. We don't let our kids just do whatever they want. But our son is rebellious. And, and we're not going to allow the enemy to stop us because he chooses to be in rebellion. Well, each year it got worse. And uh, from drugs, many drugs, uh, promiscuity, and he began to mark his body with, um, like, it's like, I'm so tough. This tattoo doesn't hurt me. I'm so tough. It doesn't hurt me. Nothing can hurt me. And it just pretty much like all over his neck, back, legs, and to excess. And one day we were going to minister up in the mountains. I think it was Grand Junction, wasn't it? Well, we didn't even have a vehicle. We were financially having issues. We didn't even have a vehicle that would make it up the mountain. But our son had a good vehicle. <laughs> and it was like, can we borrow your car? <laughs> can we borrow your vehicle? And he's like, okay, you know, he wasn't too good about it. But all on the car were stickers like Chickmobile and um, bad, bad parents produce bad children and, you know, like all these horrible things. And I'm like, oh. It's funny now. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't funny then. And I'm like, Lord, how are we going to drive in this church parking lot? Because they're going to think that this is our car. And I'm like, could we, Joe, is there a place to park like a mile away and could we walk in? But, you know, it's like God said, no, you park that car in the parking lot. And <laughs> there was like these people just looking at us. They're like, are you going through a midlife crisis or something? <laughs> and we're like, no. I mean, we were just like really ashamed about it. And so we get in the church and the Lord says, you're not going to hide what you're going through. You're going to tell them. You're going to tell them what's happening, and then you're going to ask them to pray. And you're going to tell them, don't judge us, pray for us, because we're in a mess and we need help. And so we told them, we told them, you know that car out there that has all those stickers? That's our son, and that's what he thinks about us, and he thinks he's a chick magnet, you know? So it's like we need some help here. We need some prayer. Will you pray for us? Will you pray that our son will come back to the living God? And they, they said, we're going to pray. And everywhere we went, all over the world, everybody knew how dysfunctional we were. And they were praying. They were praying for our family. They were praying and interceding. But do you know when we got home, we didn't say anything to our son David. David should have a heart after God. And when he was a small boy, he did. That, that was the name God gave him, was a heart after God a loved one. He went out, he got a razor blade. We never said anything to him. And he started scraping off all these stickers off his car. 
Now, you can't tell me that the power of the Holy Spirit doesn't transcend what the enemy is trying to do in your life. Amen. That was Jesus. That was Amen. Jesus. We didn't have to make it happen. Jesus made it happen. Yeah. Amen. And that wasn't the end. It, it continued on for years and years. And we were in Italy. And, and David wanted to come to Italy because he had never seen Italy. And we said, okay, David, if you come to Italy, you're going to be in church every day because we're in church every day. We're going from church to church, and you are going to be in there. And he was a grown man. He was in his uh, late, early 20s. 30s or late 20s. 20, and, you know, we said, you're going to have to cover up the tattoos, though, because some churches will really, they'll freak out. And so he, like, had his jacket, you know, it was all, like, all covered up up here. And he went to church every day with us in the evening church. And he, we saw him start reading his Bible. He wasn't saying anything to us. He was sitting there silently. He was reading his Bible. But God was doing a work on his heart. And he had an addiction to cigarettes. And he, he wanted to be free. He was praying to get free of nicotine. And there was somebody there that had that issue. And we said, you know, David's just starting to get free of nicotine. We think that God wants him to pray for you. And the pastor, which was a Brazilian lady or Colombian, I can't remember. I don't remember either. No, she was from Venezuela. Venezuela. Yeah. Oh, that's big difference. Yeah. And um, she said, she wouldn't translate what my son said into Italian. And I said, are you going to say what he said? And she says, like, no. And then we got, afterward, we got in the car, and she said, you're not worthy to be in ministry because your son has those tattoos on him. This, well, one, this one little tattoo kind of got up, and she saw it. And she but can you, have, can you have judgment on your own heart? that's dark and more than something on someone's skin. You can have something on your heart that's much darker. And, and it shut my son, and it took years more before he came back to the Lord. But, you know, God was good even in that trip. We were ministering in a church, and you know that God made us sit down? We couldn't even talk anymore because I looked at my son, and I saw his heart, and I saw the enemy lying to him saying, your parents are hypocrites. Look what they did in the past. And they're standing up there and saying how good God is when I'm all messed up inside. He's all messed up inside. I saw my son's heart, and I was crying and weeping, and I couldn't. I said, Joe, we have to sit down because our son is broken, and we, we need to minister to our son. Do you know that didn't go over too well in a church when you're supposed to be the speaker? And then you, you bow out. Well, the prophet came up, and he took over, and God moved because God had a plan. Amen. And God's the spokesman, not a man and a woman or a man or anyone else. God is the spokesman. Amen. And my son, for the first time in how many years, held me and cried, and forgiveness happened that day. Amen. Forgiveness happened that day. Amen. And, you know, it still was a, a time of Amen. struggle. But that son is now going to church every Sunday. And not only is he going to church, his wife is going to church. There's been repentance. And there's still more healing that's needed. But God has put him in a place of authority. This tattooed boy is now a city councilman. Would you imagine? But God... Amen. But God, don't judge this. Don't judge this. What is in our heart? Don't Amen. judge someone else and measure them up to what you think they're to be. Amen. What does God say you are to Amen. be? Amen. Everyone in this Amen. room is precious in the eyes of the Lord. Every one of you has a purpose and a call on your life. 
Every Amen. one of you has destiny. Amen. And, and we know that God sent us here, not because we're great, because we're Amen. not. Amen. It's because God wanted us to tell you and to be a vessel, to be obedient, to tell you who you are. Amen. Praise and you God. you need to receive that now. Praise God. You need to receive it. Praise God. Receive Praise it. God. And not In only. In Jesus' name. Amen. And not only that, but at the time, he was the only conservative on the city council. And he came, he went to his, his ceremony to be sworn in, and he gave all the glory to God. He said, I thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for where I'm at today. He thanked his parents for where he was at today. It was an amazing Christian service in the city council chambers. And you know what they did? They took it out of the minutes that he said that. That's what we're facing today. We're facing the devil that sometimes you can't see. And you know what he did? He said, put that back. That is an official statement. And they had no choice but to put that back in the minutes. I mean, that, that is awesome. That is awesome. And it's all because, not of us, it's all because of the power of God. It's all because of the transformation power of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And, and we wanted to share in impartation the story of Joseph in the Bible. We have a Joseph. Our oldest son is Joseph. And Joseph means God will add. So it's a name of promise. But Joseph had to go through refinement to get to the place of honor. Because I think that he was a little prideful in all the visions and everything that God was showing him, and character had to come into his life. Amen. And so when God gave the promise, do you understand that when God gives you a promise, you need to fight for that That's promise? Right. You need to and you it. need to believe and hold on to it against all hope. That's right. And if the enemy comes in like the flood and makes it seem like it's not going to happen, it's going to happen. Amen. But you have to hold on. So God didn't show Joseph the pit, Potiphar's wife, or the prison. God didn't show him that. If God showed us all the things that we'd have to fight, do you think we'd probably run and hide? Amen. <laughs> you know, we have to trust in the Lord and take it one day at a time right. and one step at a time. And so here Joseph is in this circumstance where hatred was in his life from his brothers and he was sold into slavery. And that's what the enemy does. He comes to steal, rob, steal, kill, and destroy. But God's word says that we have abundant life Amen. in Christ. Amen. And the enemy knows that there is a purpose and a plan on your life, and he tries to thwart it. He tries to redirect your life. But do you know that Joseph remained, remained steadfast even in his attack, even when he was forgotten in the prison, when God used him? Have you ever been used by God and then you felt like he passed over you? That happens. But we have to know that God never leaves us, never forsake, forsakes us, and his promises are yes and amen. amen. And so as Joseph was steadfast to the Lord, God released him into a place of honor, a position that only the highest in the land held. He was like right next to the, the highest level. And really, he was the highest because his king was the king of kings. Amen. And you see the story of Joseph going from one of bondage to actually going to those who brought the pain to him and bringing them before him, bowing down. And did he seek uh, vengeance? No. No, he didn't. He didn't do that. What he did was he forgave. And he said, Satan meant this for evil, but God has brought this for good. Can you say that in your life today? Satan has meant this for evil, but God has brought this for good. Amen. And not only did Joseph be restored to his father, to, to his brothers, but his children, the generations to come, Manasseh, Ephraim, the the father, the grandfather, blessing the generations to come, blessing the future. And Manasseh means God has caused me to forget my pain. And Ephraim means God has made me fruitful in the, in the situation they were in. God caused them to be fruitful. But do you know the blessing always came from the right hand, the right hand of the father, the right hand of God. 
And Jacob stretched out his hand, but instead of putting his hand on the firstborn, he put his hand upon Ephraim. And Joseph's like, no, he's not, he's not the firstborn, but God changed the birth order. God changed your birth order. And instead of saying God has caused me to forget and God has made me fruitful, now it is God has made me fruitful and caused me to forget. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' Amen. name. That is for you. That is for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. You know, Matthew 5, 23 and 24 says, Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Right now, in the name of Jesus, whatever there, any unforgiveness in our hearts today, even if it's to you, Lord, that we, we, we hold an unforgiveness towards you for, for not allowing us to have that promise that we've been waiting for. Lord God, we let that forgiveness flow right now. We let that forgiveness flow between us as husbands and as wives, as parents and children, grandfathers and grandmothers. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, we ask that that forgiveness would flow right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Okay, now we're going to take that weapon, that weapon that the enemy has used against you, that sin. In our situation, it was abuse and adultery and abandonment and emotional abuse, all kinds of different things. And we have taken that sword and have chosen to testify of God's goodness about he has destroyed those things in our lives. We have taken that sword away from the enemy, and we are now using it against him. And let's use that example of David and Goliath. You remember the story of David and Goliath, right? Let's stand up. So the Philistines came and began drawing near to David. And the man who bore the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and good-looking. How many times has the devil just said, you ain't nothing? You know, you're ugly. You're all ruddy and red-haired and short. I mean, you're nothing. That's what the enemy does. So the Philistine said to David, I am a dog that you come to me with sticks. And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistines, you come to me with a sword, with a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord Amen. of hosts, Amen. the God of the armies Amen. of Israel, whom you have Amen. defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head Amen. from you. And this day I will give the carcass of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Amen. Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David. David hurried and ran towards the army to meet the Philistine. He didn't run. He didn't back off. He didn't get set. He didn't go anywhere except forward. He hurried. I want you to put into your mind right now what that thing is that you've been waiting for. What that sin is that you want destroyed in your life.